0: From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
1: It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night.
0: It's gang time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Allen Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward Weiss, and Ryan Fox.
2: And good Monday morning to you. Welcome to game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward White's Ryan Fox, along with you. Tom Barfield playing hooky out on the boat somewhere. So he is not going to be with us this week. It'll be me and Ryan along with you. Uh, On this Monday morning, game day, as the Cowboys get ready to tape on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it is Martin Luther King Day. Happy Martin Luther King Day to you out there. Um, Some people may have the day off today. I know school is out today, so uh, the kiddos will be home and give you plenty of time to pregame for the Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You excited, Ryan?
3: I'm very excited. A little nervous uh, as... You know, probably a lot of the Cowboys fan base is, but no, I'm ready. I'm 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 rearing and ready to go. But again, we were talking about last week about the Monday night thing. I'm still not a big fan of that.
2: No, I'm not either. I would have liked to see them play over the weekend, but gives us one more day of football, so there's yep. a positive on it. So you you can take it kind of glass is half full or half empty. Either way, um, let's get to the text line, and our question of the day is very simple. Cowboys, Bucks, Who wins? And if you'd like to give us your score prediction, that'd be fine as well. On the CNC Collision text line, it is 254-666-1660. And we will find out what the fan base feels like on the Cowboys and Buccaneers coming up tonight. I still have my feeling. Ryan, has yours changed over the weekend? Uh after watching all the wild card games so far?
3: I don't know. I mean, you're talking about like the Cowboys game in particular? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because we were looking at all the games, a lot of games we thought we were going to be, you know, boat races, blowouts, all that. Most of the games were pretty competitive. Mm-hmm. With Skylar Thompson, the Dolphins, they they pushed the uh, Bills there for a little bit, even led for a little while towards the end as well. And then the Seahawks pushing the 49ers for the first half, but that second half, woo! 49ers came out swinging there. The 49ers might be the the best team in the league right now. They're unbelievably playing unbelievably well right now. But with, they are. But the thing is with the Cowboys, I feel a little bit better on the defensive side at least because we got a couple guys. The Cowboys got a couple guys returning: Leighton Vanderesh, Jonathan Hakins. That'll help, you know, slow down the run game for Tampa Bay, which is 32nd in the league anyway. But just with the injuries of the with the corners and the corner that they brought in last week, Trayvon Mullen, he'll be missing the game with an illness. So there, there's, I, I'm nervous a little bit for some parts defensively for the Cowboys, but you know it's zero zero. It's win or go home. We'll just have to see how they respond to that.
2: You're not nervous about Dak Prescott in the offense at all?
3: No. Okay. No. I I I, I That's think fair. I think I think they'll put up their points, especially with Tyler Beaudisch coming in there. I – the thing I they got to get Tony Pollard more involved this game because they they have to run the football this game. There's no question about it if they want to have a chance.
2: Well, we'll get into the Bucks and the Cowboys a little bit later on in the next hour, pretty in depth. Also, we'll have Joe Trehan uh, to close the show today. WFAA and we'll talk Cowboys and Bucks with him. We'll also talk to Jerry Clark. TCU is looking for an offensive coordinator. See what uh, Jeremy thinks that they're looking at and how many more of the staff will be. Bailing at TCU, or not really bailing, but get better opportunities for their families. Um, You always see that on a successful season that, you know, coaches start getting poached a little bit. Well, they've been poached already at TCU, and now looking for an offensive coordinator as Garrett Riley will take over at Clemson as the offensive coordinator there. We'll also visit with Jerry Hill coming up at the bottom of this hour about Baylor basketball and other athletics at Baylor. They got track and field underway this past weekend out in Lubbock in the Corky Relays. And uh, so we'll visit with Jerry Hill. Speaking of Baylor, the men get another win over the weekend. Lights go out in the Ferrell Center. It yeah. doesn't phase them a bit. They go ahead and get the win, 74-58 to over Oklahoma State. This team's starting to chip away a little bit, right?
3: Yeah, they are, absolutely. And another big game from Keontae George as well. And the the big thing for this game was defensively. They held Oklahoma State to just 58, a Division One team. And then... You know, just yeah, how how long was that power outage? Do we know?
2: I I'm not real sure how long that <laughs> yeah. completely lasted. That was that was
3: wild. I remember that was all over Baylor Twitter, mm-hmm. Baylor Athletics Twitter, and everything. That was that was interesting to say the least. But Baylor yeah. played lights out, literally. <laughs> exactly, a, a great win for the Bears. A uh, and again, that elusive home victory. The, we've been talking about the last few weeks, a, bi- a big win at home against Oklahoma State.
2: Very big win. And, the, you know, they can start chipping away at this conference, and it's a very tough conference, no doubt about it. But, you know, you, you've got to start stacking some wins if you're the Baylor Bears and try to get back in this thing. One thing, Kansas State did lose. We'll get into some college basketball a little bit later on. But they lost, and they got another big one coming up with that in-state rivalry. they got the Jayhawks coming up tomorrow night. So that'll be interesting on K-State and, you know, Baylor goes out to Texas Tech tomorrow night, and Tech loses again over the weekend. And now Tech's sitting at 0-5. and 5. Another opportunity for Baylor to start climbing that ladder just a little bit. So we'll see how that turns out tomorrow night. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Women, though, they go up to West Virginia. Very tough place to play. We mentioned it for the men the other night. And for the women, ended up being a tough place to play as well as they lose 74-65 to 65 to the Mountaineers on Saturday, on yesterday afternoon. Uh, uh, another tough loss for Nikki Collin and this Lady Bear team. but again, the parody in women's basketball is just like the men's.
3: Yeah, exactly, and, and that was big for West Virginia. That was the West Virginia women's first win over the Baylor women since 2017, so a huge win for them, a key victory for them at home as – you know, the you could arguably say that the race for the Big Twelve championship on the women's side is just as tight as it is on the men's side. So a huge win for West Virginia and um, kind of a little setback there for Baylor. It's West Virginia was unranked. Baylor came into the game 18th in the country and and West Virginia won pretty pretty soundly at home. They they control a lot of the second half and you know just have to see what the Baylor women do to respond to this one. Uh, but yeah, n- n- not a good result for the Baylor women at all.
2: On the text line, we got a message saying TV said it was 20 minutes lights out in the minutes. Baylor game. So, yeah, that would make it difficult to play.
3: Yeah, exactly. But lights out for the Baylor men as well. G- great win again at home.
2: Yeah, that's a big win for them. There's no doubt about it. And again, we'll talk to Jerry Hill in depth about those two games and the track and field out in Lubbock. Plus, tennis was in action over the weekend as well for Baylor. Uh, NBA action coming up today. It is the, the tradition – to have games uh, for the Martin Luther King holiday and basketball all day today uh, across the NBA. Dallas loses again last night to Portland, 140-123. to 123. And, well, this team just can't stay consistent. They'll have a big game, and then they slip back, and now they've lost a couple that they probably shouldn't lose. Portland's a very good team, though, but the Mavericks are just – just good enough to make you be very wishful and hopeful. Yes, but just can't seem to get on that roll. They had that seven-game winning streak, and now it's been kind of back and forth since that opportunity came about.
3: Yeah, Luka Doncic did not play yesterday against the Blazers, but still, you know, it's a team game at the end of the day. And you know, even if Doncic is on the floor, you'd like to at least see the Mavericks be competitive, but. You know, it, it says a lot about this team, how differently they play when Luka is playing and when he is not playing. It's drastic, not very good. Drastically. Yeah, it, it's, it's like, not, it's very so, good. not at all, especially he, defensively.
2: He he is the straw that stirs the drink Absolutely. for this team. There's no doubt about it. And they've got to find a way to get him a little more help, I think. and, mm-hmm. and But, I mean, they got to the finals last year. I think you still need to find find a little bit of help, maybe out on the wing for him. Yes. Uh, and if you can find him some help out on the wing, give him an opportunity to really push this team for another playoff run. But we'll just have to wait and see. Games today in the NBA, are you a big NBA watcher on Martin Luther King Day? Or do you, do you pay attention to the NBA? Because there's a lot of people that don't pay attention to the NBA until playoffs hit. Yeah, And and that's about the only time they start locking in. There's some that don't pay attention until the finals hit in the NBA.
3: Yeah, I'm not a big – I like keeping up with the NBA. I'm not a big watcher unless it's the Mavericks, but I don't get Bally at my mm. house, so I can only watch them when they're on national TV like TNT or something like that. That's the only time I can watch them, so I'll, I catch it when I can, but I'm, I mainly keep up with the NBA on social media and right. maybe watch highlights on YouTube or something, but – yeah, it's 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 hard for me as a Mavericks fan to watch them when I don't have the their you know their right flagship network.
2: Yeah, that would make it difficult. Yes, the NBA with their national uh, games today: Boston at Charlotte starting at noon for the holiday basketball. Indiana at Milwaukee at one thirty. New Orleans at Cleveland at two o'clock. Also tipping it to Toronto, New York, Golden State at Washington at two o'clock. Miami at Atlanta at two thirty. Utah, Minnesota at 3 o'clock, Phoenix, and Memphis at 5 o'clock. And rounded it out tonight, of course, will be the Houston Rockets and the Los Angeles Lakers.
3: Did you see the NBA attendance record getting broken in San Antonio over the weekend? Yeah,
2: I saw that. That was A little awesome. bit about it. I didn't see a whole lot about it, but I, I tripped across it. How about that? That's awesome. I wouldn't have thought that as many good teams as Pop has had in San Antonio with – David Robinson and and the full cast that he's had there and the championships they won, that they would have an opportunity to break an attendance record in a regular season game, not in a playoff game or not in a finals game. You would think that a team that that's good, that has been that good in the past, that that record would fall in a more – Not to say that the regular season games don't mean a whole lot, but there is 450 regular season games. (laughs) Not really, but, I mean, there's a lot of basketball in the regular season. You would think that that record would fall during a playoff run. Yeah. But it falls during a regular season game. Well,
3: the cool thing about it is they they had it at the Alamo Dome. Right. And it was – there's probably – there's a few factors. You know, you got Golden State. Any chance you got to – Well, that's true. You got a chance to see Stephen Curry in person. Why Mm -hmm. not? And the – Spurs, you know, they're not having the best years. I think they're sitting around 500, but they're young. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're a team that's going to, that's, they're taking their lumps this year, but I think they'll be up and coming in the next three or four seasons. But, and just ha- having a chance to see a basketball game in, you know, a different environment than like your standard fifteen twenty thousand 20,000 seat arena, too. Right. And,
2: you know, that's where they have the Texas High School UIL yep. state championships in the Alamo Dome. Of course, mm-hmm. they have a lot of the Alamo Dome draped off. During the UIL state championships,
3: yeah. I'll be I'll be there in a couple of weeks. There, uh, wrestling event. The Royal Rumble is going to be there on the twenty eighth, and I'll, I'm Wait there. A minute, what? I'm there. Yep. I'm. You, a, you're I'm a, driving I'm, to San Antonio for the weekend, not just for the show.
2: Okay, so you're going to go to the Riverwalk. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. And enjoy all the. Going to go some that San Antonio has to oh, yeah. offer. You going to the Alamo?
3: Going to go to the Alamo. Gonna okay. Going to go to Rita's on the Riverwalk. Okay. I'm. I'm the, no, I'm not. am not going there just for the show. Now, um, wait a
2: minute. Is the show the reason you're going?
3: It is the main reason. Okay,
2: yes. then you're going for the show.
3: Well, you're a big wrestling fan. I'm a wrestling fan.
2: Wrestling is wrestling that? Yeah. Is this the the one that's on? What is it? TNT or TBS or? The, is this the big
3: this this is? I think it's their second biggest quote pay per view event. They call it like special live events or something because. They exclusively stream on Peacock now. A lot of their stuff, all these specialty shows. Uh uh-huh. I, I crossed WrestleMania off the bucket list this past year when I went to Jerry World. So you've been to
2: WrestleMania? Yeah, it
3: was my first one ever, and then the the Royal Rumble is the last one on the list. Do you, the, do, you do you dress for the occasion? Or are you one that puts on all the
2: the garb? <laughs> no. Okay. I'll, Just checking.
3: I'll I'll have my I I got a T-shirt at WrestleMania that said like I was there and it has the WrestleMania logo. I'll be wearing that. OK, so I'm looking forward to it. me and my, a couple of my buddies are going. It's going to be a fun little weekend.
2: So who are you most excited to see? at Now, what's this one called? I the called
3: Royal Rumble.
2: The Royal Rumble. Yep. In San Antonio. It's, it's, it's
3: that one where a wrestler comes in every 30 seconds. If you throw them out of the ring, they're eliminated at the end. OK.
2: Kind of like the old cage match?
3: Pretty much. OK. Yeah.
2: You, you, so who are you most excited to see?
3: Who am I most excited? Well, there's a couple of them. I guess uh, John Cena. He made a he made his return to the ring recently. I've only seen him now, once. He's
2: the guy that does the Experian commercials, right? Yeah. Okay. He, he's, That's kinda, how I know him. He's kind of I don't know him from the wrestling.
3: world. He's, he's kind of turning into The Rock as he's transitioning from wrestling to Hollywood and commercials right? and
2: stuff like that. But now The Rock doesn't wrestle anymore, does he?
3: No, he has he hasn't. He, he's a football owner now. Yeah, he uh. He's had a couple matches, like only in the big shows, like WrestleMania, you know, back in 2018, 2019, that era, but he hasn't been in the ring since.
2: Okay. So you're pumped.
3: I'm pumped. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Now, when is this?
3: Uh, Saturday the 28th. Okay. So
2: Not very far off. 12 days. We're going to have to control you for 12 <laughs> days before t- you go watch the guys in the ring.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Now, what do you think is a better event? The wrestling event at the Alamo Dome, the Spurs at the Alamo Dome, Ooh. UIL State Championship Basketball at the Alamo Dome, Ooh. or UTSA football.
3: Ooh, that's a tough one. And for me, I'm a avid, avid high school sports fan, so for me, it'd probably have to be the UIL State stuff. And okay. At the Alamo Dome, during the football season, they had... Uh, they have playoffs there and they had a couple really good games there too like a couple thrillers that played there i think uh Squero and Silsby that went in, like triple overtime mm-hmm. something like that like it's i've only been i've only i've only been in the Alamo Dome once okay and, and it was in 20 2019 to watch my sister perform in the band the UIL band state yeah, championships there. i forgot
2: they had that there as well don't they yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a neat place to watch an event uh it's it's not overly large, mm-hmm. so there's a little bit of intimacy there. Um, but Is it, it yeah, you know,
3: there's not a there's not a bad seat in the house there. No,
2: it it and it's fun. I've I've had the opportunity to catch football there, high school football. Done a game or two there. I've uh, done the state basketball championships. I've done games there. I it, I do almost feel like for me personally, it. But it's it's a great atmosphere, but. It's almost it's almost too big for the basketball championships. I understand why they have it there, but it's just such a big building. Yeah. Uh, and, and the draping off helps somewhat. But, boy, wouldn't it be cool if you could not have to drape it off and that thing would be full for basketball? That would be even more exciting. But that's, uh, that's coming up. We're not very far away from that, as the girls no. have already turned the corner in district play. Uh, starting their second round of the round robin, and guys, I think after this week, turn the corner uh, in district play in high school basketball. So we're just a few weeks away from getting into the playoffs in UIO basketball and turning into see who can make their way to San Antonio for the state championships once again on our CNC Collision text line. The question of the day: very simple, Bucks Cowboys. Throw us the score that you think it's going to be, uh, or if you want to tell us why it'll be the Bucks or why it'll be the Cowboys. Ryan says Cowboys, very emphatically. Cowboy fan.
3: I wouldn't say emphatically. Right. I'm still
2: nervous. You're nervous. I am. All right. Well, maybe, maybe that'll that'll pass before the day's over. I say Bucks. I think Tom Brady and goes eight 0 no against the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to stay with that what I said last week. I'm not going to get off of that.
3: Well, if that's the case, well. I will be very cranky tomorrow morning. 7:18
2: <laughs> on a Monday morning. This is Game Time. Warren White's Ryan Fox along with you. We'll take the break. When we come back, we'll talk wild card weekend, the games that happened over the weekend, some surprises, and very good games across the board in the NFL on Saturday and Sunday. That's next on Game Time.
0: Recently on Game Time, the voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith, joins us. You know, obviously we all know how
4: good the inside the ledger is in the Big 12 and how tough it is, and, and, and the women are have become like that, too. There's four ranked teams. There's really no pushovers in, in the league. For the Bears to have won two road games already against top 25 teams, the caveat is it's just January, but you even think about putting yourselves in position to win the Big 12, that's
0: a fantastic start. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This.
6: I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it.
7: Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values.
0: Find sports news streaming and show podcast at com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that
2: bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way, so it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & son's roofing first and now mcadams and son's roofing are installing seamless gutters they're insured and an a plus rating on the bbb mcadams and son's roofing will come out take a look at your roof and handle all the insurance process for you don't let a fly-by-night company look at your roof let a real professional you trust do the work for you put mcadams and son's over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over central texas Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid.
5: Everything
8: we do, we do for
9: you. Looking for a checking account that earns 4% APY, refunds all your ATM fees, and has a savings account combo that earns you money? It's a first central credit and slam dunk. Be the MVP. Ask for Casasa Checking it's easy to apply online at firstcentralcu.com we're your team
2: apy is annual percentage yield eligibility and qualifications apply
10: member ncua Keep
0: up with the NFL playoffs on ESPN Central Texas.
2: And welcome back to game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward White's Ryan Fox along with you here on this Monday. Martin Luther King Day from the CNC Collision Text Line from the 254 Cowboys 34 Bucks 24. Does that sound reasonable to you, Ryan?
3: I think so. If the Cowboys are ever able to run the ball, I think they can put up thirty plus points on the Buccaneers. But the Buccaneers do, despite their offensive struggles, they have still been pretty solid on defense. They're the 11th ranked defense in the league, so All right. it's going to be a defense you're going to have to tack both through the air and on the ground.
2: That is our question of the day, Cowboys Bucks. Pretty simple. If you'd like to throw in the score, like the two five four did, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Today here on this Monday, Martin Luther King Day. We told you the NBA schedule. Ryan, best thing you saw over the weekend sports wise.
3: Uh that comeback with the Jaguars and the Chargers, unbelievable stuff. Down twenty-seven nothing. I don't know what, what kept me because usually if a game gets that bad, I'll I'll probably turn the channel, but it's it was the playoffs. Something was tugging me along. Keep watching this game. And Trevor Lawrence threw four First half interceptions and they came around four. and 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 four and three in the first quarter and three of those four interceptions were to one corner, Asante Samuel Jr. and that he came out, him and the Jaguars came out in the second half and on both sides of the ball balled out and came back from twenty seven nothing. It was unbelievable.
2: Yeah, that was the best thing. I'll come back and win that game thirty one thirty with the walk off field goal. After throwing four interceptions, as Ryan just mentioned, unbelievable. Who would have thought Brock Purdy would throw for 332 yards in his first NFL playoff game from Mr. Irrelevant to Mr. Pretty Relevant for Brock Purdy as San Francisco beats Seattle 41-23. Uh, 41-23, San Francisco just absolutely pulled away in that ballgame
3: yeah and they were they were down at half Uh, Seahawks kicked that field goal as time expired in the first half to go up 17-16 and then the Niners give give a lot of credit to the players but also to the coaching staff the adjustments they made especially defensively against Geno Smith and that Seahawks passing attack unbelievable stuff huge win and now the Niners they await the winner of Tampa Bay and Dallas
2: That'll be interesting. They got the home field, so they'll either host Tampa Bay or they'll host Dallas coming up next week. You mentioned the Jacksonville Jaguars getting the win over the Chargers, 31-30. to They were down big, 27-7 to at half. Trevor Lawrence, those four interceptions in the first half alone, as Ryan just mentioned a few minutes ago, it was all but over for the Jaguars. And did you hear Doug Peterson going into the locker room uh, just before half Hey, we just got to stay within ourselves. We got to stay patient, uh, not to try to do too much uh, and and overcome where we're at. I mean, he had all the confidence in the world, and I, I think there was a lot of people that when he was walking in the locker room just giggling, said, yeah, right, good luck, pal.
3: Yeah, and I think that's a good reflection of how he is as a coach, because with that level-headedness that he showed, the team showed that exact same resolve in the second half that they, they didn't, they fell down twenty-seven, nothing, and didn't blink. They they never quit, never ever quit, and they kept themselves in the ball game. Made a lot of opportune plays, played really well, especially defensively in the second half. The adjustments that the coaching staff for Jacksonville made were were just as impressive. It was a beautifully executed uh, game plan adjustments in the second half and well-deserved win to to battle back from being down twenty-seven points in a playoff game at home and just unbelievable stuff. One one of the greatest comebacks. In NFL history, period. Yeah how
2: how do you look at Trevor Lawrence after that performance, throwing four interceptions, being able to really shrug that off a little bit, and then come back and and win the football game? I'm that. There's not a lot of guys that could say, "No, well I threw four interceptions, but here we go. Hang on, we're fixing to make a run here." Just absolutely incredible what he was able to do.
3: I mean, has there ever been an NFL quarterback in playoff history that threw four first-half interceptions and ended up winning the ball game? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I would not think. I think that stat's probably
2: pretty safe for him. I think so. Other games, uh, Buffalo gets the win 34-31 over the Miami Dolphins. Great game. Uh, it was a great game yesterday. Josh Allen, 29-39, 352 yards and three touchdowns. But the Dolphins were not going to go away uh but the Bills able to hang on there how about the Giants getting the win over the Vikings 31 to 24 boy Daniel Jones he he has really taken over this team 24 35 301 yards and two touchdowns but it was 17 carries for 78 yards he put this team on his back
3: yeah and he was the thing was with Daniel Jones game he made he was a he's not usually one to make to be the best decision-maker, I guess that'd be the way to put it, but his decision-making was excellent this game, and he knew where to go with the football, and surprisingly, I mean, it's not surprisingly, I mean, this happens to Minnesota with their secondary. Their defense hasn't been great all season long anyway. I mean, you remember when the Cowboys went over to Minneapolis and put up 40 on them on their turf. This this uh, Vikings defense has been questionable all year long, and they've been riding on that offense, but, I mean... The Giants defense came to play, too, especially up front. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the Vikings had zero run game. They had to do everything through the air. And then, again, the offense, Daniel Jones, incredible game, probably the game of his career. I think I saw this stat earlier this morning on social media where he was the first uh, NFL quarterback in postseason history to throw for 300 yards and rush for 70 more yards in a playoff game.
2: Pretty impressive performance. And you talk about the Giants defense. They only gave up 61 yards on the ground. Ah, uh, Dalvin Cook was sixty, and Kirk Cousins with one in the ball game. So uh, their defense really able to stop the run. And what is the confidence you have in Kirk Cousins winning the playoff game now, as he's really struggling to get that done in the postseason?
3: Yeah, it's uh, his time's running out. He he's been in the league for a while and just hasn't been able to get that. He has he, he's we've made the d- comparison with Dak Prescott all year, only one playoff win in his Mm -hmm. entire career and it's for performances like that you know you know 24 points and a lot of cases should win you the football game but still when when it gets to that point in the ball game and you're down 31-24 and you have a chance to go down the field and at least tie it you need to make a play absolutely and Ravens
2: and Bengals last night oh my wow what a game that was and Huntley Trying to stretch the ball. Boy, it just drives me nuts when I yep. see players do that. Trying to stretch the ball over the goal line. Has it knocked away? It was clearly knocked away. And then a 98-yard fumble return to give Cincinnati the lead and ultimately the win in that football game. I J.K. Dobbins said after the game, if we'd have had Lamar Jackson, we'd have won that game. How disrespectful is that from J.K. Dobbins, or is it?
3: It it's very disrespectful, especially to your teammate. I mean, Tyler Huntley kept you in the ball game. It was seventeen seventeen in the fourth quarter. They kept you in it, mm-hmm. and and drove you down to the goal line with a chance to take the lead. It just lost the football in that case, in that on that particular play. Which, by the way, that that uh, scoop and score by Sam Hubbard, longest go ahead touchdown. And longest fumble return touchdown in playoff history. So how about that?
2: There you go. So they move on as well. And tonight, the final game in super wild card weekend—not just wild card, super wild card <laughs> yeah. weekend—will be the Cowboys and the Bucks. From our CNC collision text line, Cowboys forty-two, Bucks seventeen. Cowboys will roll them. That's from the two five four. Another one from the two five four. Cowboys thirty-one, Bucks twenty. Everybody trending for the Cowboys until the 903 says, I hate to say it, but Tampa and Tom do it tonight, 28-21. But if Dallas does win, when was the last time three of the four teams that were playing go to the conference championship? Three of the four. I guess what he's saying is Giants and Eagles and Cowboys, three of the four teams in the NFC East.
3: All winning a playoff game.
2: Yes. Going to the conference championship. They they won't go to the conference championship because only one of them will make it to the conference the championship. The divisional round. So yeah. Next week. And one of those is going to be eliminated by the other one mm-hmm. coming up next week with the Eagles and Giants playing each other. And then the Cowboys or Tampa Bay will have San Francisco in San Francisco. So two of them could make it. You could have a total NFC East division championship. So that would be interesting.
3: Yeah, especially two years. If,
2: if the Cowboys can beat Tampa Bay tonight and beat San Francisco the next week.
3: How quick of a turnaround would that be? Back in, back in 2020, 2019, NFC East was the worst division in football.
2: Yeah, but it's not too long ago that it was the best division in football because yep. it used to be the NFC beast. You, you know, Yep. not – Not too terribly long ago. I know it seems like a long time ago because the Cowboys have been up and down and the Eagles have not been great during Mm -hmm. some times, and the Giants have slipped off. But still, this year is a different story. It's a very, very good division. Yes. All right, there's a look at the NFL over the weekend, the wild card, and again, Cowboys and Bucks. We'll talk more about them coming up a little bit later on. Coming up next... Baylor's own Jerry Hill will join us. We'll talk about Baylor basketball and some other athletics on the field, including track and field out in Lubbock this weekend, as game time continues right after this on ESPN Central Texas.
9: Hey, everyone. With today's Cowboys game day playoff report, I'm Christy Scales, and we're just hours from kickoff of Cowboys Bucks in the wild card round here in Tampa. All-pro receiver C.D. Lamb tells you about the legacy the current players are trying to live up to right after this.
7: Dak Prescott and your Dallas Cowboys are headed to Tampa to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in the Wild Card round of the NFL playoffs. Bang, punch, Come out to Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium for a free Wild Card watch party on Monday. Cheer on the boys alongside the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and rowdy while enjoying five dollar Miller Lights, lawn games, food trucks, and more. For more info, visit
5: dallascowboys.com/playoffs. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys.
11: PUCT number
10: 1007.
9: The 12-5 Cowboys are wild cards, taking on the 8-9 and 9 NFC South champion Bucks tonight, a team that held the Cowboys to three points in the regular season opener. Receiver C.D. Lamb, who was named second-team All-Pro this week, was held to just two catches in that game. He has to step up for Dak tonight. He also knows the Cowboys haven't won a road playoff game in 30 years, because when you play in Dallas, you're constantly compared to past playoff teams.
0: We all represent the stars. Everything that's been done before us, we can't really control, but what we can't control is what we do now. Last year obviously we fell short, so now we've got this opportunity again. we got
9: to step up. Kickoff tonight here in Tampa versus Tom Brady and the Bucks, 7 Central. With this game day playoff report, I'm Christy Scales.
5: Cowboy Report,
10: brought to you by Richard Carr, Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at RichardCarr.com
7: don't miss the premiere gun show in Waco at the base at extra color event center this weekend only over 600 tables of guns knives ammo and accessories everything you can imagine whether a first time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun knife or military collection they have what you're looking for visit their website wacogunshow.com or call 817-732-1194 the premier gun show in Waco at the base at extra color event center
0: this weekend only ESPN Radio Sports Center.
11: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with case construction equipment, whatever the job is. Despite a 24-point effort from Sarah Andrews, the Baylor women dropped a 74-65 decision at West Virginia to fall to 3-2 in Big 12 Conference play. The Cowboys visit Tampa Bay tonight to close out the Super Wild Card round of the NFL postseason. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Siwoo Kim birdied the final two holes to overtake Hayden Buckley to win the PGA Sony Open. The win moves Kim from 84th to 8th in the FedEx Cup standings. In the NBA, the Mavericks lost to Portland 140-123. to The Clippers beat the Rockets 121-100. to And the Spurs lost to Sacramento 132-119. SportsCenter,
0: every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk Baylor athletics with Baylor University's Director of Sports Journalism, Jerry Hill.
2: Welcome back to Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. On this Monday morning, Martin Luther King Day. Ward White's Ryan Fox along with you. Joining us now is Mr. Jerry Hill. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Ward. How are you? Outstanding. How are you, sir?
12: I'm good. My my buddy Tommy, where, where's what's he doing? How, how could he miss today? He is out on a boat. Okay. All right. No, I think I heard that. That's yeah. good.
2: That's good. He's he's decided it's time for him to take another cruise.
12: <laughs> okay. Good for him. He may be
2: laying on a deck somewhere with a
12: Oh, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> with a refreshment. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Good morning, Jerry.
2: <laughs> good morning. Let's Let's get going, Ward. Oh, <laughs> men's basketball shoot lights out in the Ferrell Center. Literally, as yeah. they get the win, seventy-four to fifty-eight over Oklahoma State. And well, that's that's what this team really needs right now is just to start yeah. stacking up some wins, isn't it, Jerry?
12: Yeah, and it was it was the kind of win that you don't see a lot in in, in the Big Twelve. Not just the lights going out, but uh, you know, Baylor Baylor was up by twenty-eight, so um, you know, Oklahoma state scored some late to kind of cut it down, but that was a, that was a 20, 25, 30 point game. Um, so, and and like I said, you just don't get those in the big 12. So yeah, they've they've, um, stacked together two wins. Um, and you know, maybe kind of got the train on the right track and, uh, yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. That's what they needed. And, and, you know, and now they go to, now they go to tech and, Obviously, that's a very tough place to play. Uh, you know, I know Tech's sitting there at 0-5, but you look at their games, and they've been close with everybody. I think four of their five conference losses are by a combined 16 points. So they've been very competitive, and they're probably about ready to get a win.
2: Jerry, how hard is it, in in especially in this conference, to be able to flip the switch like Baylor needed to flip the switch and, and get back on track?
12: Uh, it's hard. I mean, cause you know, every night Ward. I mean, you've seen it. I mean, there's, you know, there may only be, you know, four or five ranked teams, but I, you know, every team in this league is good. I, I haven't figured out, you know, one team that just, you know, is is completely inept because I think it's tech and West Virginia sitting there at 0 and 5. And both of those teams have, you know, like I said, have been extremely competitive and taken games down to the wire. You know, there were two two point games, uh, in the league on Saturday, so that's just the way it is. And yeah, if you if you get going the wrong way, it is hard to flip that switch. Um, you know, thankfully Baylor, you know, after getting off to an zero and three start, um, was able to you know kind of put it together and and win a couple of games and and you know kind of inch closer to five hundred in league. Uh, but yeah, it's tough. I mean, because again, every night you're going to face a challenge and, you know, and a different challenge. That's the other deal is there's so many different styles in this league that, um, you know, from game to game to game, you're going to get different styles. You've got to prepare for those. And so, you know, how do you, how do you flip that switch when you're constantly challenged like that?
2: And Scott Drew's imprint on basketball teams is playing good defense and turning that into transition basketball. Has that been the difference in the last couple of games? This defense is starting – to figure things out?
12: I think they are. Um, You know, uh, if you go back to the West Virginia game, I mean, I didn't think they played very well. Uh, They didn't play very good defense in the second half. I think they gave up 51 points, Um, but they were, you know, fiddling with some stuff. They, you know, tried some zone, and I'm just not sure if this is a really good zone team, or at least yet, you know, because they, you know, maybe they haven't worked on it enough. But, uh, you know, I did think they – made a turn, uh, you know, in Saturday's game. And, and uh, now you're facing an Oklahoma State team that's not very good offensively. So, you know, I don't know that you judge everything by that. Um, you know, I think their coach said they they missed some shots that were open. So, uh, and their players did too. So, I, you know, I, I don't know that they're all the way back on defense, but it certainly helped. I mean, because you, again, you can't win those close games if you're not playing good defense.
2: Bader women travel up to West Virginia in a back and forth game and they come up short against the Mountaineers. Uh, that says a lot about this conference though. As it, it, good as you play one night, you're going to run into something that, that may give you fits the next night. There's a lot of parity in women's basketball in the Big 12 right now.
12: Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, you go from, uh, you know, you were talking about flipping the switch. I'm I'm not saying that switch was flipped, but You know, the women go on the road uh, twice the week before and beat a pair of top 25 teams. And then you come back and you lose a game at home to Oklahoma State. And then you go on the road and lose to West Virginia for the first time ever. Uh, Ten trips, and and this is the first time that they've lost there. So, um, yeah, it was was a tough week. And, and, uh, you know, like you said, again, there's different styles and in different ways that everybody plays in this league west virginia is very physical um and and i tell you what they did some things that were a little uncharacteristic for them but maybe that's you know against the baylor's defense but they are not a good three-point shooting team and they shot nine of 23 uh and a couple of players that you know had not done hardly anything from out there i believe it was hemingway and uh Kyla, kylie blackston Those two players had hardly hit any three pointers and they both hit two. Um, So, you know, there were some uncharacteristic things, but, you know, West Virginia, to their credit, um, you know, had the kind of had the final run. It was a game of that. I mean, Baylor was, you know, Baylor was down 14, was up 10, and then West Virginia had that, uh, had a late run in the third quarter to tie it and then uh, had a 9 0 run in the fourth quarter. And that was the difference.
2: Get a couple of games at home, and protecting your home floor is insurmountable in, in the Big Twelve, especially on the women's side right now. They got Kansas State and Texas both coming in this week. Big games for the for the Baylor
12: women. Yeah, let's say Baylor women. Um, <laughs> Thank yeah, you. No, I, I I totally agree. Um, you know, and obviously Texas is playing really well. They're tied for the lead, but you know, first you get a Kansas State team that you know has struggled at times, but uh, you know, they're they're very capable uh, they've got Gabby Gregory and I believe she's still leading the conference and scoring so again they'll they'll see a threat Wednesday night and that'll be you know that'll be one you've got to win and then Texas uh, you know that basically could be for you know to get back into a share of the conference lead so yeah this is a huge week for them and and I tell you one kind of promising note you know granted she didn't want up playing a whole lot Asia Blackwell was back uh, in mm-hmm. Sunday's game and and really sparked them in a sec in the second quarter. She was in there for like four minutes and they outscored uh, they outscored West Virginia 12-0 while she was on the floor. So um, yeah, I think her maybe you know kind of coming along and 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 actually getting some minutes from her that could make a big difference down the stretch.
2: Track and field got the season started over the weekend out in Lubbock at the Corky Classic, and a big showing for the Bears both on the men and women's side to start the season.
12: Yeah, I thought it was a great meet. Um, You know, the men running a three oh four in the first meet out, um, that was amazing in the 4-by-4 relay. The women won, I believe, by four seconds or something like that. So both the relays did real well. Uh, A freshman, Gary Moore, set the hammer throw record. Not that Baylor had a great hammer throw, uh in its past but you know he set the he set the school record on his very first meet uh, and also placed in the shot put as well so you know maybe some help from field events which the men have not had a lot of lately other than the pole vault so uh good good start for that team and and uh you know i believe they go on the road this week uh maybe to albuquerque um so yeah they uh, that is a great start though for them to to kick it off that way
2: Jerry Hill, Baylor Bear Insider, with us here on Game Time on this Monday morning. And our CNC Collision Center text line question of the day, and I'll go to you, Jerry. Cowboys-Bucks tonight, who do you have?
12: Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, you know, it's hard to go against Tom Brady, and Cowboys have never beat him. But I just I kind of think the Cowboys are going to win this one. I don't have a lot of faith in them. I will say that. <laughs> and and, and Dak, uh, Dak can't throw two or three interceptions and then win this game. I've got the Cowboys, but uh, this this one will be a tough one.
2: Jerry Hill, Baylor Bear Insider. What are you working on for the Insider, Jerry?
12: Well, Ward, uh, we've got a, uh, another magazine coming up and uh, uh, working on that. I've uh, got, uh, got a few features involved. In that. I'm going to do a profile on Glenn Moore, who's the all-time winningest coach in any sport at Baylor and has, has been with the uh, pro, uh, the softball program now for 23 years. So, Uh, he's, he's also the, you know, longest standing coach at Baylor right now. So a profile on him. And then, uh, you know, a couple other stories, uh, one on spring football. Um, so yeah, that's, that's mainly what I'm working on this week. And then obviously a lot of, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, the teams are starting, uh, men's tennis also started uh, yesterday and won a couple of matches and I believe women's tennis gets going this week. So, yeah, this is when you get that crossover when just about everybody's playing.
2: Jerry Hill, Baylor Bear Insider, with us here on Game Time on this Monday morning. Jerry, we appreciate the time as always. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week.
12: Thanks, Ward. I appreciate it.
2: There he goes. Jerry Hill with us here on Game Time. Don't forget Circle Drug Pharmacy at 3211 Robinson Drive in Waco, locally owned independent pharmacy your one-stop shop for all your pharmacy and medical supplies, free delivery service to your home or office, whichever works for you the best, medication, also diabetic testing strips, walker and wheelchairs, prescription compounding, anything you might need, they can take care of it for you at Circle Drug. Free delivery as always, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And on Saturday, they're there for you from 9 until 2. Game time here on... ESPN Central Texas. Ford wide's Ryan Fox along with you. Coming up next, Did You Know? Right here on ESPN.
10: This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Snap back to
4: Prescott. He's got a lot of time. Only heard here. Deep down the right side. Oh, it's caught at the 45, 40. Pollard. All season. 20, 10. Good night, nurse.
10: Monday night. It's your Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Live from Raymond James Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station.
1: Cowboys Buccaneers Monday at 6 on ESPN Central Texas.
7: Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at ExtraCo Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or militaria collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at ExtraCo Event Center this weekend only.
13: How Payne turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron.
0: I was always active. No knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my Good Feet dance.
13: Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors.
0: I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store.
13: See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com.
2: Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple.
0: Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas.
2: Jana's on the phone. She's looking at me like I'm crazy.
0: You're not supposed to have your
2: phone on in here. Thanks. Bye. Yep.
0: See, it's going
2: off. Say hi, Jana.
9: Hi, everybody.
2: It's Jana from from, uh, Advanced.
6: Yeah, we're Advanced. Advanced House Leveling. House Leveling. She didn't turn her phone off. She didn't turn her phone off. It's the first time.
2: But you can call us at 254-235-4922
3: and tell her, turn your phone off next time, Jana. Turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. That was my echo, echo, echo. (laughs)
2: Let's see how stupid that one sounds.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
11: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Despite a 24-point effort from Sarah Andrews, the Baylor women dropped a 74-65 decision at West Virginia to fall to 3-2 in Big 12 Conference play. The Cowboys visit Tampa Bay tonight to close out the Super Wild Card round of the NFL postseason. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Siwoo Kim birdied the final two holes to overtake Hayden Buckley to win the PGA Sony Open. The win moves Kim from 84th to 8th in the FedEx Cup standings. In the NBA, the Mavericks lost to Portland 140-123. The Clippers beat the Rockets 121-100. And the Spurs lost to Sacramento 132-119.
0: SportsCenter, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service, Good Feet, and Advanced Foundation Repair.
2: And welcome back to game time here on this Monday morning, Martin Luther King Day. Happy Martin Luther King to you. 7.53 here on this Monday and 63 degrees outside the ESPN studios.
3: In January.
2: Ugh. All right. Our CNC Collision text line, Cowboys, Bucks. If you'd like to throw in a score, we'd appreciate it. Right now, Cowboys leading the way on the text line. Uh, and a lot, of, a lot of Cowboy fans have faith in the Dallas Cowboys. Time now for Did You Know with Ryan Fox.
3: Well, we'll start off with it being MLK Day. Yesterday would have been his 94th birthday, him being Martin Luther King Jr. Did you know one interesting fact about him – That I didn't know until this morning. Did you know that Dr. King started college at 15 years old? I did not. I did not know that either. So an interesting fact about MLK on MLK Day. And also, did you know that today is Ronnie Millsap's 80th birthday? How
2: about that? Ronnie Millsap, the greatness of Ronnie Millsap.
3: Born blind, three-time CMA male vocalist of the year, 1977 CMA entertainer of the year, 40 number one hits. Forty. On the country music charts. Wow. Songs like Smoky Mountain Rain. Uh-huh. Pure Love. It Was Almost Like a Song, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites as well. Happy 80th birthday to Ronnie Milsap. Today is also Albert Pujol's 43rd birthday. How fe- about that? Future uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. Born in the Santo Domingo Dominican Republic. Three-time MVP, two-time World Series champ, 10-time All-Star, 2001 National League Rookie of the Year, one of the all-time greats. Mm-hmm. And then also did you know that today is the anniversary of the Cowboys first ever Super Bowl victory, Super Bowl 6 back in 1972 where they defeated the Miami Dolphins 24 to 3 at Tulane Stadium in New Orleans. The MVP of that game, Roger the Dodger. Mhm. And fun fact about the Super Bowl as well, the cost of a 30 second commercial at this time was $86,000. You <laughs> And for this upcoming Super Bowl on Fox, there have been uh, some of the commercials have been purchased for upwards of seven million dollars for a 30-second commercial. How much? Seven million dollars. <laughs> and in 1972, it was 86,000, which was a lot for the time, but just seven million for 30 seconds. For 30 seconds. And I think wow. I believe they only play once throughout the entire broadcast as well well depends on if you want to spend 14 million or not (laughs) i guess so and also one more fun fact about uh this super bowl is the only super bowl in history where one team kept another opponent out of the end zone the only time in super bowl history as the dolphins only scored three so the i guess this would be the 1971 dallas cowboys team are the only team in nfl history to keep their opponent out of the end zone in the super bowl so, so that's the only game that
2: the team did not score a touchdown.
3: The the only time that opponent has been kept out of the end zone in the Super Bowl. Wow! Ever did not realize that. So there you go. That's did you know for Monday, January sixteenth, MLK Day. Ward.
2: All right, thanks, Ryan. Again, on CNC Collision Center text line. Cowboys and Bucks tonight. Who wins? Cowboys or Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Who Brady is seven and oh. Against your Dallas Cowboys. Mm. All right. Uh, Baylor Bears get the win over the weekend. The women fall over the weekend in Big 12 play. Men back on the court coming up tomorrow, and the women with two games at home against Kansas State and Kansas. Time now to hear from the voice of the Bears. Here's John Morris with the daily Baylor Sports Beat.
9: This is the Baylor Sports Beat. A daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
4: Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up the weekend in Baylor Athletics, including men's and women's basketball, plus track and field and men's tennis opening their spring schedules. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
14: Discounts
9: may vary by situation.
4: Kick off 2023 with a bang at the Start Something New sales event. Start your year off with the deal of all deals. Get up to $2,500 in total values and 1.9% for 72 months on the new 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited with second and third row seating options. That's right, 1.9% for 72 months plus rebates. Deals are available across our entire inventory. Remember, if you don't see what you want, we can build your custom dream vehicle today. The Start Something New sales event it's happening now at Alan Samuels in Waco.
10: Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris.
4: And welcome back. Baylor men's basketball recorded a big 74 58 win over Oklahoma State Saturday in the Farrell Center. That, despite a power outage in the second half, the Bears with plenty of power on their own. Four players in double figure scoring led by LJ Cryer with 16. They held Oklahoma State to 38% shooting on the day to improve their record to 12 and 5 on the year. Now 2 and 3 in Big 12 play. Headed to Lubbock today, they'll play Texas Tech tomorrow night. Meanwhile, the Baylor women on the road at West Virginia Sunday afternoon. They fell to the Mountaineers 74-65, the final despite 24 on the day by guard Sarah Andrews. The game drops the Baylor women to 12-5, and now 3-2 in the Big 12, but also marked the return of Asia Blackwell to the court. She had not played since December 18th with an injury, played just under 11 minutes, scored two points, had three rebounds with an assist. After the game, women's coach Nikki Collin.
5: You know, our bench, um, some kids that haven't played a lot of minutes, but I thought our bench came in and played hard. And, um, you know, it was about starting the third quarter how we ended the second. I thought we got, you know, some good minutes from Asia, haven't seen her in a long time. And and uh, it's probably a long road back to think we're going to get, you know, the Asia that we had the first, you know, month of the season before her in- injury. But um, I thought she gave us a spark um, there at the end. And, and I thought we opened the, the third quarter um, well. Um, and, then, and then not so much there for a while.
4: Nikki Collin on the return of Asia Blackwell to the floor yesterday. The Baylor women home Wednesday, 7 o'clock in the Farrell Center, hosting Kansas State. Baylor track and field opened their indoor schedule running at the Quirky Classic in Lubbock over the weekend. They won the men's and women's 4-by-400-meter four relays and also had individual victories in the 200 and the 400. And Baylor men's tennis opening their spring slate yesterday with victories over Lamar and Incarnate Word. And that's today's Baylor Beat. More tomorrow, I'm John Morris.
2: Stop by the Good Feet Store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple.
0: From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
2: And welcome back to Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Worldwide Ryan Fox along with you. Tom Barfield out uh, on a boat somewhere drinking a pina colada. Or a coffee colada.
3: There's several songs in there.
2: (laughs) Several bad visions in there. (laughs) Our CNC Collision text line this morning. Our question is, Cowboys or Bucks, if you'd like to throw a score in, we'd love to hear from you here on this Monday morning. Happy Martin Luther King Day, hour number two of Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up a little later on this afternoon, John Morse will have... Uh, A lot of information of the Baylor basketball over the weekend, some track and field as well. He'll have that for you. Uh, John Moore is coming up at 3 o'clock and then at 4 o'clock. Matt Mosley will lead you up to Cowboys football right here on ESPN Central Texas as you can catch that Cowboys-Bucks game right here on your exclusive home for Dallas Cowboys football, ESPN Central Texas. From Corey, uh, dang it, Ward, we're not playing Tom Brady. We're playing the Bucks. Uh, (laughs) Someone told us that. Only problem is – Guy that said it also said Dak is an elite quarterback. Crap, we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Corey. Appreciate that. I, I get it. I, we're, they're, they're not playing Tom Brady, but Tom Brady is an awful big factor anytime that you play a team that he is behind center.
3: Yeah, and, and if, if history's any indicator, Tom Brady is what seven and zero all time against is? the Cowboys, mm-hmm. and. And also, when you look at recent history, the Cowboys have a problem, or they struggle trying to get past the first round. I mean, we were talking about it off air, and again, I don't make you—I don't mean to make you feel old here, Ward, but they've only gotten past the first round twice. Why? Why would you say that? Sin, since I was you, born. Why would you I, say you don't? That, that's that's make all I've feel seen. Feel old. Come that's, on that, now. That's all I've seen. Them. <laughs> um, They—they've gotten two playoff wins back in what 2015 against the Lions. Mm-hmm. And then in 2018, the wild card game against Seattle. Those are the only two playoff wins I've seen. So it's for me, it's one of those cases where I will believe it when I see it.
2: Well, the Cowboys and the Buccaneers have played twice over the past two seasons. Each one a Bucks win to start the season in 2021, and of course this past season, Cowboys have played the Bucks twice in the playoffs, winning both of those games. But that was a long time ago. In 1982, Dallas beat Tampa Bay 38 to nothing in the divisional round. In '83, they beat the Bucks 30 to 17 in the wild card game. Overall, the Cowboys lead the series at Tampa Bay 15-6. The Cowboys have played 13 wild-card playoff games in their history, and they've been mediocre. They're 7-6 and six in wild-card games. Uh, even worse, they have a 1-3 record in wild-card games played on the road. Overall, the Cowboys will play their 65, 65th playoff game tonight, and that is the most in NFL history. Unfortunately, given their playoffs since the 90s, not been good. They yeah. only have 35 wins in those 64 games, fourth most time, uh, fourth most wins in the NFL in the playoffs. So, and if you look at what Dak Prescott in the Cowboys' offense did last week, does that Ugh. give you less confidence in this football team, or is that a wash and you just say, well, that was last week. This is this week.
3: You gotta hope it's the latter, right? Uh, you know, going against say what. Fifth, sixth round rookie quarterback making his first career start, and then the other thing was, yeah, offensively only scoring six points against Washington. I mean that's just, I mean they scored more than that when they had Cooper Rush going against Washington, so it does make you a little bit more nervous going into this playoff game. But you got to hope that they're just burn that tape and just learn from it and just keep going. Got to hope.
2: Well, he's coming off the worst performance in his career last week. Yep. Uh, we mentioned turning the light switch on and off with Baylor basketball a few minutes ago with Jerry Hill. I, that's just hard to do for me. I, I'm not one to believe in, look, if you have to get motivated overly to play this game, there's already something wrong with you in yes. my opinion. And that's just my humble opinion. You should be motivated every time you walk in between the lines and no matter who your opponent is, it's just, that's, the way this game is, but for Dak Prescott, he's completed 73% of his passes in 977 yards and four touchdowns in four games, uh, and added two rushing touchdowns in those games. So it's not like he hasn't had any success against Tampa Bay, but this this is a different animal with Tom Brady. I know that Tampa Bay is not the best football team out there, but there's something to be said about a quarterback that can will his team to a win. Tom Brady has that DNA. Yeah. I don't think or we haven't seen Dak Prescott with that DNA yet.
3: No. And And
2: until he does it, you can't say that he's able to do that. He's not – and I know maybe it sounds like I'm Dak Prescott bashing and I always have been. I'm not. He's a good quarterback. He's not an elite quarterback in this league. He's just not. Not at this point. No. Will he ever be? I don't know. I can't answer that question. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. But he cannot He cannot will a team to win. A, a team cannot jump on his back and he'll carry you across the finish line. I just don't. I don't think he's that type of quarterback. or We haven't seen it yet, right?
3: Yeah, particularly in the playoffs as well. Um, Like I said, his only, him being Dak Prescott, his only playoff win was that 2018 wild card against the Seahawks, which we mentioned before. But aside from that, <laughs> that's three other losses in the playoffs. We just haven't seen it yet. But if this is the time to do it, this is, this is your opportunity against Tom Brady. You have a lot of things to prove here to prove that, hey, the Dallas Cowboys can beat Tom Brady to the Dallas Cowboys can get past the first round of the playoffs. It'll just there's a lot of stuff riding on this game for the Cowboys and their fan base, so they just we'll have to see how Dak responds.
2: Uh from the 254, I I hear I have to go with the Cowboys, but that's certainly biased prediction. All I know is they fall flat during the game and lose. I'll be upset. Yep. Um diehard Cowboy fan in Temple. Uh, Cowboys by 7. So um also from the 254, 13 overtime Bucks win. How about that? Corey chimes in again. I've seen Dak will other teams to win. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see. And this one from the two five four as well. And he says I think Michael Parsons company will wear Brady out, and then Brady will head to the Raiders. I look, I, I'm not gonna say that Tom Brady, even if he wins tonight, will be back in Tampa next year. I think there's a distinct and, and you're on to something two five four. I, I think there's a distinct possibility that Tom Brady is wearing the silver and black next year anyway. No matter what they do. Now look, I I if they beat the Cowboys tonight. I don't think that Tampa Bay gets past San Francisco. If Cowboys win tonight, I, I don't know that they get past San Francisco either. I, I know Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, but he's playing really good football right now, and that defense is the difference in that football team right now. But I, I think, I, I, I would not be shocked if Tom Brady is in Las Vegas next
3: year. No, and as I guess, as far as the result of tonight's game goes. I wouldn't be – I would probably be upset if the Cowboys went down there and just laid an egg, but I wouldn't be surprised. Not at all.
2: I don't think they lay an egg. I really don't. I, I think this is going to be a good football game. I don't know that the Cowboys can win it, though. Yeah. I Again, I go back to a quarterback that can carry his team across the finish line when need be. I have more faith in Tom Brady being able to do that than I do Dak Prescott. Being able to do that,
3: absolutely. I mean, Tom Brady himself has more career playoff wins than the entire Dallas Cowboys franchise. <laughs> Stop and think about that one.
5: <laughs> wow! All
2: right, Cowboys and Bucks tonight. We'll visit with Joe Trehan coming up at the uh, bottom of the hour. A little bit more about Cowboys and Bucks. TCU with a extraordinary season last year, um, and you look around college football. And there could be some teams out there lurking that might have the surprise season, like TCU. Any anything come to mind coming up for next season? Is there a team out there that you go, oh wow, they might could be the the TCU of 2023?
3: Oh man, I guess right off the top of my head, probably South Carolina. Okay. i say South they Carolina. They get their quarterback back. That, and, and that's they, a good bet. And they finished the season very, very strong last year.
2: All right. Well, some teams that finished not so good last year. How about Auburn coming off a 5-7 and seven season? Mm-hmm. Um, they've, they've added some good transfers. That might be an opportunity. Also, Hugh Freeze is in Auburn now. So that gives them some opportunity or some hope. Miami be a team coming out of the dark. Michigan State might be a team that can change things around. There's two on my radar. Nebraska. Uh,
3: Matt, Matt Rule.
2: Matt Rule. It may take him a while, but I like what he's done so far. He's added another Texas high school prominent addition to his staff over the weekend. And so, I, I'm not going to count Matt Rule out. We saw what he done at Temple, and we saw what he did up close and personal here at Baylor. Uh, I, I think he's one of those guys that had to dip his toe into the NFL, but he's really a college football coach, and should be interesting. Texas A&M. I mean, can they can they turn turn things around from a five and seven season and? Make a magical run,
3: the question for me there will will there be any amount of dissension among the ranks with Bobby Petrino coming in as the play caller <laughs> you know not just like from the 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 you know game plan and game flow perspective, but just you know the outside stuff as well and then how willing is Jimbo Fisher to relinquish those play calling abilities? there is the
2: one hundred thousand dollar question, yep. Will Jimbo Fisher really turn the reins over to a play caller?
3: That is yet to be seen.
2: I, I think he has to. Yeah. But does that mean he will? I don't know. Just thought that was interesting. Who might make that surprise run that TCU made last year? Grumpy old fan says the Tampa Bay, Tampa Brady bucks have more wins this century the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> oh,
3: my goodness. He's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> All
2: right. The CNC text line is open. Cowboys or Bucks, what's your prediction coming up tonight on Monday Night Football? Coming up next, Stephanie will join us. See what she has on tap for us in the world of Stephanie Sports. That's coming up next on Game Time on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Our
4: Baylor Coaches Show returns for the spring semester, Thursday, January 19th, with head track and field coach Michael Ford and basketball coach Scott Drew. Join us
1: for the Baylor
4: Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.
0: The Cowboys Update, weekdays at 7.25 a.m. and 4.50 p.m. is brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac.
9: My house says
1: Transcrição e
7: don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at extra co event center this weekend only over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun knife or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at extra event center
0: this weekend only. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton.
2: Welcome back to Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. On this Monday morning, Martin Luther King Day. Worldwide's Ryan Fox along with you. Tom Barfield out on a boat somewhere. Joining us now, Stephanie with some <laughs> insight to sports. Good here morning. on this <laughs> Monday morning.
6: Hey, real quick, I got to mention that we have a new sponsor for Stephanie's Sports Talk, and that is SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Go by and see them. They got some cool stuff. But, anyways, I've been listening to you guys all morning Mm -hmm. football, 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 Cowboys in Tampa.
2: Well, is there anything else going on?
6: Not really. (laughs) Okay, then. Not really. So, I am doing a comparison. Now,
2: comparison to what?
6: Tom and Dak. Oh. So, here we go. You ready? You scared me yeah. for a minute. <laughs> I know. Okay. No feeling what
2: you're going to compare.
6: <laughs> right? Camel racing to cheese rolling. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tom Brady's real name is Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. That boy's got four wow. names. Four names. Okay. Dak is a Rain Dakota Prescott. He was named after a cartoon. <laughs>
2: After a cartoon? Yes. What cartoon would that be?
6: I have no idea. Well, then how do you know he was named after a cartoon? I read it on the Googles. Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All must,
2: right. Must be true. know.
6: <laughs> oh, Tom is 6'4", Dak is six one. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that makes a difference with your throwing arm, but maybe a few inches taller as you can see the receivers better. I don't know. Well, yeah, makes sense that, to me. That could possibly be true. Okay, you ready? Tom likes to listen to music. Uh-huh. Watch movies.
2: What what type of music?
6: All kinds. But listen, his his favorite- Smooth ba- jazz. Yeah. <laughs> Classical. Uh, you know, Omniste. He's He seems like that kind of yoga guy. But anyways, <laughs> his favorite band is Coldplay, U2. Ah. Are you ready? Jay-Z. Well,
3: yeah. that's the type
9: of
2: music. I just ask.
3: I'll-
6: that's not jazz. Well, I- Love Coldplay.
2: (laughs) I I know that. I asked what type of music he liked, and you said jazz.
6: No, you said jazz.
2: No, I said jazz. I said
6: classical. Who said jazz? I did. All right, who's on first? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. All right, Tom loves dogs. Dak loves dogs. They both like to play golf. Do they, wait a minute, back up now. What? Slow down. What kind of dogs do they have? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't Google that? I didn't Google that. I'll Google it. I mean, I after tonight, it won't really matter. We won't need to talk about Prescott for it until next season. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Strong opinion. Uh. <laughs> All right. Tom's favorite TV show is Dexter. I don't even think I've ever seen that. Dexter? Dexter have you seen that?
2: Yeah, that was. my. That was, I've that never on, seen it. That was on Showtime.
6: Yeah, well, he loves that TV show. It's a show. great show. I've never seen it. Okay, Tom's favorite color is blue. Dax is gray. Dax, Wait a
2: minute, Dax is what?
6: His favorite color is gray. Whose favorite
2: color is gray? Well, let
6: me tell you something. Blue's a happy color. Gray is like I'm in the middle of the road kind of color. That's gloomy. So, so I int- know. Uh, that's a, No wonder he's losing because his favorite color is gray.
3: So interesting note here. Tom Brady has one dog and Dak Prescott has one dog. And they're both pit bulls. Wow. So they both have a pit bull.
6: I know Tom used to have four, so I guess Giselle took the other three, which he loved. Just saying. Okay. Let's look at their diet. All right. Tom's diet consists mostly of plants, which I don't know what he's eating. What's a plant? Like a
3: well, like lettuce. lettuce. Okay. Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Any pepper. Celery. Veggies, fruit. Peppers.
6: Yeah. Carrots. Yeah.
3: Peas. Okay. Corn. So he's a vegetarian. Plants.
6: Basically, and he limits his his um, fish and meat, where Dak, here we go, he likes spaghetti with ranch dressing and chicken. What in the heck is that? Does he put ranch on his spaghetti? Is that, that
3: That's a thing. A no, it's a not. Thing? No, it's a, th- th- it's a thing? Who eats that? It is not. I don't, I don't, I personally don't do it, but I have friends that do that. Or at least they did when we were younger, and it's... Ranch on spaghetti. See, and I love ranch, but I i wouldn't even think about doing that. That like, just does not sound good. You put it
6: in with the marinara sauce, so, or you just, so, like, dribble it so on top? So you, you
3: plate the spaghetti, and then you drizzle the ranch on top, and then you mix it. No, That's no. how they oh, do it. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. No. Now, ranch on pizza is oh, good. Oh, fantastic.
6: So when you do that, it's kind of like a ranch Alfredo sauce. Oh. <laughs> so, That's... He also likes fried boudin. Ooh, and anything can be. It is
2: a thing. I do it every time I eat spaghetti.
6: Oh gosh. How about that? <laughs> do you have heartburn afterward? I would. <laughs> oh, I don't why <laughs> would, would ranch <laughs> make it give you heartburn? I don't know. The whole thing just sounds disgusting. Okay, Dak likes to eat hash browns too. Mm. And Dak Who likes He doesn't like hash browns. Hash browns Me?
2: are outstanding. Waffle. Wait a minute! You don't like hash uh, browns? Uh, uh, Have
6: you ever uh. had
3: Waffle House hash browns? Uh uh. Oh my! I,
6: goodness. Waffle hash house from anywhere are good. I would you would never catch me in a Waffle House.
2: Now why not? That's where Trevor Lawrence went to celebrate the win. That's right.
6: Well, that's Trevor Lawrence.
2: I- He's Look, a Georgia I'm boy. I'm older than
6: Trevor Lawrence, Waffle so I'd houses. be having heartburn all night. Wa- it's greasy. Worth it? Does everything give you heartburn? No, not everything. Well, you <laughs> Waffle, Waffle House three times. times in ten minutes. He what? Huh? Which is I don't. That, no, sugar doesn't give me heartburn. Sugar. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, Tom's favorite <laughs> <laughs> vegetable is broccoli, and he loves him some avocado ice cream. I have no idea.
2: Avocado oh. ice cream? Ooh. Avocado
6: ice cream. I don't even know what that is. That That's is not, that disgusting. disgusting. That does not sound good. Here we go. Tom's passing yards this season to date is 4,694. That equals two miles. That's like from here to Hewitt. Like, two miles or more. That's like, <laughs> that's like how many yards we could miles drive or from here down the street and we'd be in Hewitt. That's two miles. That's a long way. Okay, Dak's passing yards this season? Three. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Barely two miles at 2,860. I mean, we could go from here over to the Central Texas marketplace, and that's how, that's how many passing yards Dak has. Alright, Tom's total passing yards for his entire career, which we know is 100,000 or more. That's more than 50 miles.
2: It's 100 miles or more.
6: That's right. <laughs> Tom has 285 two hundred eighty-five wins his total career, and Dak has 61. Here's the two greatest things. Dak and Tom, okay. Tom's ex-wife was a model. Dak's ex-girlfriend was a model. They have that in common, and they both like soft toilet paper.
2: <laughs> well, gee, they both like soft
6: hey Who? Well, who would rather have the other? I don't know. You I mean, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Give yeah. you heartburn. That who, would give you more than a heartburn. Who that one out?
2: From the two know. five four ranch on pasta sounds like Ward couldn't find a jar of Alfredo sauce and said Alfredo <laughs> ranch. Same thing. And uh, yeah. Now look, grumpy old fan. I didn't say I put ranch on. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> oh. no, 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 no. no. I, I I use ranch on pizza every now and then, but mm. it's not. A, I don't have to have it. But uh, ranch is
3: my favorite. I ate it with. Stephanie
2: was talking about. Dak liking ranch on his spaghetti. Good it does grief. also from the two five four. Stephanie lost any credibility that <laughs> she doesn't like Waffle House. Now she doesn't <laughs> get to ride the camel.
6: Oh come on now! I just Waffle House is awesome, fantastic. Get a hash brown bowl. Maybe I could just get a waffle. Well, you could since it's called the Waffle House. <laughs> well, they I know might that. have one. Well, there. I think so. How come we don't have a Waffle House in the area? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I mean there's not one down in Belton, Temple. Mm-hmm. There's none in Central Texas. I think the closest one to here would be Burleson. Burleson. Yeah. There's not even one in Cleveland. There's two in Burleson. Boy, Burleson's happening down <laughs> up there. We need a, I guess we need a Waffle House, but Yes. Every time I've gone into a Waffle House, it was like really late.
3: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And imagine ch- that.
6: <laughs> and there was Can like- imagine what
2: you're out doing late?
6: <laughs> I was at church. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyways, there's so many people in there. One person's behind the counter cooking and another person's yelling at you to find a seat. That has been my experience. And then they bring your food out. And it is nothing but grease.
2: Well, if you wouldn't go at four o'clock in the morning. It was
6: earlier than later. Oh, excuse earlier. 2.30. <laughs> Anyways, there you go. That's uh, your DAC. All
2: right. Who do you have tonight?
6: I'm going to get shot, but I'm going to pick Tampa Bay. Score prediction. Um, I'm gonna go. I think it's gonna be close, but I'm gonna go twenty-one eighteen. I'm going twenty-four fourteen. Twenty-four fourteen. Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. Okay, are we betting on this?
3: We are. Oh, y'all, please bet.
6: Okay, what are we betting? Oh, I thought
3: you said button like button heads. Oh. No,
6: I mean we can butt heads too <laughs> if you want. Let's bet on it. What you want to bet? A trip uh. to Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right,
3: Uh, yes, uh, a meal at Waffle
6: House, we'll bet that. A meal at
3: Waffle House. What do I get? I hate Waffle House. If you wouldn't go at 3 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) You got to go like at (laughs) 7 or 8 in the morning during the breakfast rush. That's the best time to go.
6: The breakfast rush. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's always
3: a breakfast rush at Waffle House. Awesome,
6: awesome. Well, there you go, guys. Let's go. I think Tampa's going to take it.
3: All right, there you go.
2: Stephanie (laughs) with her (laughs) Dak and Brady comparison. My knowledge. Her knowledge. I want to know where Her you knowledge got the, from the toilet the, paper from one from the Google. Yeah. The Googles. They, have, oh, the Googles said who's they the, like. Who was
3: the reporter that saw that out? Who's the genius
2: that figured that one out?
6: I, I don't remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> they
2: both like soft toilet paper. Well, there you go. There's you something to think about at kickoff tonight. Coming up next, Jeremy Clark will talk TCU Horn Frogs right here on Game Time.
0: Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on
5: ESPN Central Texas. I don't think the reporter did anything wrong other than just wasn't really clear. And what Gundy loves to do, and he's been doing it for years, he likes to appear, you know, here I am, I've got my coaches back, and he likes to embarrass people and belittle people. Some people might want to call that bullying. I just call it being a jerk.
0: The Matt Mosley
5: Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m.
0: on ESPN Central Texas. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart, get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival
4: without golf carts. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central
5: Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
11: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update. Despite a 24-point effort from Sarah Andrews, the Baylor women dropped a 74-65 decision at West Virginia to fall to 3-2 in Big 12 conference play. The next round of the NFL postseason is set after Jacksonville edged the Chargers 31-30. The Bills outlasted the Dolphins 34-31 and the Bengals shot down the Ravens 24-17. That means Kansas City will host Jacksonville in the next round, and the Bengals will face the Bills. On the NFC side, the Giants upset the Vikings 31-24, and the 49ers topped the Seahawks 41-23. So now the Giants will visit the Eagles, and the 49ers will host the winner of tonight's game between the Cowboys and Tampa Bay. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas.
0: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Your home for Baylor men's and women's basketball. ESPN Central Texas.
2: And welcome back to game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Here on this Monday morning, Martin Luther King Day. Worldwide's Ryan Fox along with you. Joining us now, Jeremy Clark, as we talk a little TCU and the horn Frost coming off the national championship, and it looks like Garrett Riley will be heading to Clemson to be their offensive coordinator. Good morning, Jeremy. How are you this morning?
14: Doing well, guys. How are y'all?
2: Outstanding. A big loss for the TCU football team uh, as Garrett Riley heading over to Clemson. Did that take you by surprise that he was a hot commodity coming off the season that TCU had offensively?
14: I don't think it was really a surprise that he was going to get approached by teams. But, I mean, I think – himself and you know Clemson obviously did a really good job of kind of keeping things under wraps because you see on uh, the day that Brandon Streeter is let go from Dabo by Debo Sweeney uh, in Clemson you know it's just a, it's just a mere hour after the, everyone's starting to say it's going to be Garrett Riley and then things just moved really fast so I think that was probably in the worst for a few days I know some people are out there saying it could have happened over the Uh, previous 48 hours but I think things like that kind of kind of work itself out a little bit longer than 48 hours so um obviously uh you know Garrett did a tremendous job for TCU this year obviously the offense was improved um guided Max Duggan to hit the best year of his career it's a big loss um but I think Sonny Dox if he's proven anything uh in his short time at TCU he's done a tremendous job of finding the right coaches that can come in there and um do well with the players and, and keep the culture going with what they're building so far. And I think whoever they get at the next OC is going to be a, uh, a good candidate and uh, he'll do a good job for the Frogs.
2: Sonny Dykes probably has a short list of some people he wants to go to as an offensive coordinator, even after he brought Garrett Riley over from SMU. I, I've seen rumors and heard rumors of one Kendall Bryles may be on that short list. Anything on that traction from your side?
14: Yeah, he's he's definitely on the uh, very short list. There, there wasn't really a, a, a ton of names that were kind of dispersed uh, around the media. Um, I, I think if you look at who they're looking at, they're obviously going to go with a guy that is a you know offensive coordinator that has quarterback background. They want someone in there that uh, that's what Garrett did. He coached quarterbacks, so they want someone in there that has uh, play calling abilities and the ability to develop quarterbacks. And I think obviously Kendall Browse fits that everywhere he's gone from beginning at Baylor, um, to Florida Atlantic to Houston, Florida state. And now Arkansas, he's, he's done a pretty good job of, uh, pretty much improving wherever he's gone. If you look at Arkansas, the last three years, he's got them from 86 to 15th in the country in a short amount of time and the playing in arguably the toughest conference in college football in that Southeast, uh, the SEC West. So um, he's, he's, uh, you know, on the very short list, Seth Latrell's another guy, UNT, uh, that they've, they've looked at. Um, he's probably going to get talked to, uh, I'll say that right now, if, if, if I was a betting man and was going to bet my mortgage on anything, I'd probably say Kendall is leading the race, but it's definitely not finalized yet. And they're still going to do some vetting out there with some other candidates. But I, I, I do say that, uh, this is probably going to be a process that will be done pretty quickly. I don't think they're going to get to the end of the week before someone's named. Uh,
2: another name floated out there, Graham Harrell coming back to Texas to take over as the offensive coordinator for the Frogs. Is that a possibility, or is he pretty locked in now?
14: Yeah, I mean, he just took in a, a OC position at Purdue. I mean, but that's what's crazy about college football. You have guys that sign these extensions, or they, they land the spots, and the next thing you know. There are candidates for other spots. Other <laughs> I mean, T- TCU lost Rashad Samples and and uh, uh, Shadera to Georgia last year. Not even a month after they joined TCU staff. So, I mean, things things change in a in a hurry in today's day and age of college football. So, I I don't think you know with what people have been saying out there. Yeah, this guy just signed here. This guy just signed an extension. I really don't think it matters these days. I, I think you know people are going to go after who they want to try to get. And uh, sometimes it ends up working out in the end. Sometimes it doesn't. But I know that with this process, that Dykes is going to want to go with some uh, familiarity and try to find someone that uh, knows his system, um, someone with Texas roots, because recruiting is extremely huge for them. And I think when you look at the guys that are candidates, you know, Briles, Latrell, Harold, those guys all fit that mode, especially Browse. Briles. Uh, Briles is from Stephenville, Texas. It's an hour away from, uh, Fort Worth, and there's there's a lot of guys on staff that have worked with Kendall before. Joe Gillespie has known Kendall basically his whole life. He's a Stephenville native as well. So, uh, you look at the uh, the things that benefits TCU right now from both sides, I think I think it would be a pretty good match if they're able to land Kendall browse But yeah, it's it's going to be interesting over here the, the next two or three days.
2: A lot of shoes to fill on the offensive side as well, so it's important that they find the right OC that can kind of settle the ship for the Frogs. Max Duggan, of course, moving on. Chandler Morris, the leading candidate right now, but you never know who might emerge in the spring at quarterback. Quentin Johnson, the TCU, the, uh, TCU wide receiver, uh, former Temple Wildcat, probably headed to the NFL, or in fact, he's definitely headed to the NFL. And high, how a draft pick do you think that Quentin Johnson is going to be? Is he a top five first-round pick for the NFL?
14: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how high he's going to go. I know uh, from people I've spoken with, They at the beginning of the year, they all felt like Quentin was a first-round pick. By the middle of the year, they're saying he's probably going to be a middle round, but middle of the first-round pick. By the end of the year, everyone's saying he's the top receiver in the class. And if he goes to the combine and, and, and he runs a, a pretty good 40-time, because everyone knows what type of frame he is, he's a big guy, he obviously runs really good routes. He's shown some burst in a lot of these games this year that he can get away from guys. He's he runs like he's about a five ten, five eleven slot receiver. He's got that type of quickness, and he just makes moves, the spin moves everyone talks about. But it, it, I would say if he goes out and he runs anywhere, now I'm anticipating him running around a four or five. But I have talked to some people that feel like he could get down in the four four range, and there's even some people that feel like man, if he goes out there and trains really well, this kid could even get down to around a 4-3-9. So if he goes out and runs anywhere between a four three nine or a high 4-4, four, four, I would say he's definitely going to be not only the top receiver pick in the draft, but he would definitely fall somewhere in that top 10 range.
2: Should be interesting. TCU looking for an offensive coordinator. And Jeremy Clark, joining us talking TCU Horn Frog football right here on Game Time. Hey, Jeremy, we appreciate the time and the insight on the Frogs. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll talk to you soon, man.
14: All right, thanks so much.
2: There he goes, Jeremy Clark. Frogs looking for an O.C. Kendall Browns, familiar name here in Waco. The opportunity for him to take over and be the O.C. alongside Joe Gillespie, two Stephenville Yellow Jackets on the same staff. Pretty good saying for the Stephenville Yellow Jackets, right?
3: Stephenville Horn
2: Frogs. Stephenville Horn Frogs. All right. Coming up next, Joe Trahan. We'll talk Cowboys as they get ready to take on the Buccaneers on Monday night. Football looking for the best burger in Waco. Well, the secret's out. And you can get that best burger at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. They don't cook until you place the order and it's cooked your way. How you like it, you can put onions, jalapenos, bacon, and whatever else you might like on that hamburger. They also have other things like chicken fried steak sandwich, grilled chicken, and fries, curly fries, tater tots, onion rings, you can add to the side of it and you can get in on the sports talk that's always going on at double r o fashion hamburgers. You can give them a call at 254-753-1603 stop by and see them today and get your pregame meal at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. Coming up next, Joe Trahan.
0: Scott Drew and the Bears all season long on
10: ESPN Central Texas. The Bears
4: headed to Lubbock to take on the Red Raiders Tuesday night, 7.30 for the countdown to tip off. It's an 8 p.m. tip off Tuesday for Baylor Tech Big
10: 12 basketball. Follow the defending back-to-back Big 12 champion Baylor Bears all season long here on the home of Baylor Bear basketball, ESPN Central Texas.
0: Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas buy more save more this is true for tractors too at wc
1: tractor we have ready to go new kubota tractor packages which include the most commonly used attachments along with a kubota tractor you will leave with a loader and box blade for dirt work a cutter to take care of your fields and a trailer to haul it all think of all the jobs you can get done with a new kubota tractor package come on by any of our locations or visit us online at wctractor.com it's the Greater Waco Chamber of Commerce First Pitch Luncheon, Wednesday, January 25th at 1130 at the Baylor Club, presented by Jim turner Chevrolet, with keynote speakers Sean Tollison, the former Los Angeles Dodger, Texas Ranger, and Baylor Bear. We'll also have season previews from Baylor baseball coach Mitch Thompson, Baylor softball coach Glenn Moore, MCC baseball coach Tyler Johnson, and MCC softball coach Chris Berry. For tickets and more information, go to WacoChamberOfCommerce.com. That's WacoChamberOfCommerce.com.
10: boys.com
0: ESPN radio sports center
11: I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN central Texas sports update despite a 24 point effort from Sarah Andrews the Baylor women dropped a 74 65 decision at West Virginia to fall to three and two in big 12 conference play Next round of the NFL postseason is set after Jacksonville edged the Chargers 31-30. The Bills outlasted the Dolphins 34-31 and the Bengals shot down the Ravens 24-17. That means Kansas City will host Jacksonville in the next round and the Bengals will face the Bills. On the NFC side, the Giants upset the Vikings 31-24, and the 49ers topped the Seahawks 41-23. So now the Giants will visit the Eagles, and the 49ers will host the winner of tonight's game between the Cowboys and Tampa Bay. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas
0: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Listen to Game Time online at CentexSportsFan.com.
2: And welcome back to Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. For Wines Ryan Fox, along with you. Hey, don't forget, Pioneer Steel and Pipe, serving Central Texas since 1943. They have had the same ownership, same family-operated business, covering four generations. And you're invited to stop by and check out their new Waco location at 2003 South Loop 340 Highway 6, next to Busby Feed. It's a new store, but you'll find the same great, great customer service and the low customer service. or the low prices and customer satisfaction, as always, at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Uh, You are looking to do a barn or a fence or a metal building, anything that you might need steel and pipe for, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has it. And they also offer structure steel and pipe, sheet and expanded metal, culverts, gates, and much more. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan. Open Monday through Friday, 730 to 5, Saturdays 8 till noon. And 24-7 at PioneerBoys.com. And remember, they deliver and unload as well at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Cowboys in Tampa Bay getting ready to play on Monday night football. We've heard from the CNC Collision text line. It's about 50-50.
3: Understandably so.
2: still going with the Cowboys. I am. Haven't talked you out of it yet. Not yet. Not going to? Not going to waver as uh, of yet.
3: Maybe in the first quarter you'll be able to talk me out of it, but (laughs) we'll see.
2: What is the one key thing that you see in this game tonight that the Cowboys have to do to come away with the W and take on San Francisco?
3: Establish a run game, get both backs involved, get Zeke in there to get the dirty yards, get Pollard out there in space. If they can have a balanced offense to keep that – Tampa Bay defense, which is the strength of their team on their toes, keep them guessing, then I guess from an offensive standpoint, that's their best chance to win. Defensively, you know, Tampa Tampa has the out of thirty two teams, they have the thirty second rushing defense. Tony Pollard alone has almost has as much rushing yards as both Tampa backs. So I think especially with having Leighton vanderesh and Jonathan Hakins back, I think they'll do a at least a serviceable job stopping the run. But the thing is, with this Bucks offense, they're the number two ranked passing offense. Mm-hmm. And they have 2,000-yard receivers in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So this depleted secondary has to have these young guys like Deron Bland and Trayvon Mullen and guys like that step up and make key plays in the secondary. So I guess on both sides of the ball, those are the keys for me. Get, establish a run game and then got to have some young guys step up in the secondary.
2: Early down success on both sides of the ball. Whoever has that the most tonight should have the upper hand. You've got to make it second, third, and manageable for this Cowboys team to be successful, I think. Um, Another thing for me, for the Cowboys, and and I'll say it again, and I, I know it sounds repetitive, but keep it simple, stupid. Don't make it over complex. Don't try to... I know you like the window dressing. I know you like all the smoke and mirrors, Kellam Moore. Stay away from that. You don't need it. This team is better when it's basic and you don't try to do too much and overthink everything. If the Cowboys want to win, it's got to be simple and straight to it. You cannot, you don't need all, all the window dressing. Um, if it comes down to, quarterback play I still lean toward Brady I just do yeah
3: for good reason for great reason he's he's the he's the greatest quarterback of all time the greatest winner of all time Mm -hmm. and that that plays a factor especially in the playoffs as you know as we mentioned before Brady has 35 career playoff wins the Dallas Cowboys as a franchise have 35 playoff wins can
2: the can the Cowboys defense create turnovers and set this offense up that's, that's a huge key. Can can they get Brady off his skates and make him try to do something he's somewhat uncomfortable at? I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think it comes down to, and Tampa Bay hasn't been a very good rushing team all season long, Can can either one of these teams establish the run? And... Basically chew the clock up. I, I think if the Cowboys can keep Tom Brady on the sidelines, he can't beat you. That's right. So, I, I, I don't know. A couple of things from the CNC Collision text line. Um, the yelling at the cook makes the restaurant, if you like, spicy Fiesta omelets and hash browns. From the 254, talking about Stephanie going to the Waffle House. Uh, also, a grumpy old fan chimes back in. The Cowboys have to score more points than they allow. Very good. Tom Brady <laughs> to score, and they stand where they can't see the game clock. <laughs> Talking about Mike McCarthy and his inability to manage the game clock. Yeah. That Hopefully that won't be an issue tonight for Mike McCarthy.
3: Gosh, let's hope not.
2: All right. Big question. If the Cowboys lose tonight is Mike McCarthy out as the Cowboys head coach
3: Well according to Jerry Jones No
2: Yeah well do you believe that
3: No Not for one second I you, think I think if he loses he's gone
2: Now what if he loses by a field goal
3: Hmm Yeah Yeah I think he's still gone
2: He's still gone no matter so. what happens I think so if it's a close game, he's gone. If it's a blowout, he's gone.
3: I think so because again, twelve wins back to back seasons. That's all great. That's all good and stuff. But if you can't get a playoff win two years in a row after having double digit wins, there's got to be just something something missing on the team. And uh, knowing Jerry, he'll probably look for a new coach after that. Does I really he, do think.
2: Does he elevate Kellam more or Dan Quinn? That's a
3: that's a good talking point. How does he point. go outside? There's names out there. Sean Payton for one. Yeah.
2: I mean that. Cowboy fans would probably. I mean they wouldn't like that they have to go find a new coach, but yeah. I mean that might be the one that they they won't. If he elevates Kellen Moore, are you excited about the Cowboys' future?
3: No. No,
2: no, no. If he elevates Dan Quinn, are you excited about the Cowboys' future?
3: More so than if he were to bring up Kellen Moore.
2: (laughs) All right, your final prediction for tonight, Ryan.
3: 24-14 Dallas. All right. 24-14. I'm going to
2: say 30-27 Tampa Bay. We shall see. All right, thanks to Jerry Hill for joining us here. Thanks to Stephanie for Stephanie Sports Talk, and thanks to Jeremy Clark uh, talking TCU Horn Frogs with us here on Game Time. We'll do it again tomorrow. Hey, thanks for all your texts today, and tomorrow we will have more for you. We'll be talking either about a Cowboys win and taking on the San Francisco 49ers or a Cowboys loss and possibly looking for a head coach, according to Ryan. That's coming up tomorrow. Don't forget, John Moore is coming up this afternoon at 3 o'clock. And then Matt Mosley will lead you up to Cowboys Tampa Bay right here on ESPN Central Texas. For Ryan Fox, I'm Ward Weitz. Until next time, so long, everybody.